0: Welcome to the SDR Disco Call Podcast, a podcast designed for brand new sales development reps in the world of software as a service. Every Tuesday, we're going to be bringing you a new guest who's still in the role to share how or why they've gone into sales development. What have they learned in their SDR career and journey to date? And what three pieces of information would they like to share back to new and existing reps to help them become happy sellers? every show is transcribed, recorded with links from the guests, which are available at happyselling.io forward slash podcast. I'm going to be your host, Neil Buyan and I look forward to taking you into the world of sales development through the SDR Disco Call podcast. So with that in mind, let's begin. Hello listeners and hello watchers. Welcome to another episode of the SDR Disco Core podcast. And today's episode is something I've been waiting for a a long while, uh, but I've been really pumped and excited about this episode just based on who we have as a guest, the way this guest got onto the show uh, and also this guest story. So ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce you to Jan Mondorf. Jan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm equally excited. Uh, it's it's amazing to be here. I listened to a couple of episodes this morning in my bathroom while brushing my teeth, so um, I'm ready and I'm very thankful to be here. <laughs> love it, absolutely love it, dude. Um, and
0: uh, Jan, for the listeners out there, could you like, and for the watchers as well on our YouTube channel, could you please tell us like, who are you currently? Where do you work and what do you do? And where are you in the world?
1: yeah uh, thanks thanks for this question so i I consider myself pretty pretty normal Um i 'm twenty four years old I work for Avacross. we we help to yeah enable marketeers and salespeople yeah to do the right things and get acknowledgement for the right things by providing them with intent data um, on the side uh, i dream i spend some some time in Bordeaux in france I dream to have my own wine yard when i 'm old. <laughs> And um, yeah, have a a good life there. Um, So yeah, I'm a big family guy. I like cooking and and just being with friends, uh, talking about non-sales stuff on on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love it. Thank you so much for the introduction, Jan. And uh, for the watchers on our YouTube channel for the SDR Disco Call, and I'll perhaps call it Vidcast. Uh, I just wanted to, like, share my screen uh, to kind of show, like, a little bit of context as to how did Jan get on this show. So, uh, obviously, I posted on LinkedIn, like, an advert for anybody that would want to be a guest. Um, And then our podcast team forwarded me an email, which came from Jan, but it was actually Jan had sent a Vidyard video of like why he thinks he should be on this show. Now, I'm not going to play the the full video because of the audio and we're recording right now, Uh, but this really caught my eye for the fact of like you had the happy selling on your whiteboard um, and also you were kind of like saying that you've been a fan of the show, you've been listening in, uh, and then that you'd be able to light up the show and you pulled out a lighter and you sparked it. And I remember speaking to Laura from our podcast team and just saying like, yeah, I want to get this guy on um so i just wanted to say like yan for being like the first like sdr sales development rep to kind of like prospect uh and use vidyard to get a book a meeting with me and get on the show i just want to (laughs) say dude like just wow like you you really got me pumped when i saw that so again everybody out there you know like i'm a big fan of video prospecting and like using video so yan again congratulations for doing that uh, but also, whilst we're on the subject, like, obviously, as a good SDR does, I went out to LinkedIn to kind of, like, check your background. Uh, and for the listeners and watchers, I'll be putting Jan's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Jan, feel free to reach out to him. Uh, but you've had quite, quite an interesting career. So um, if we come back to, like, way back in the day, you've done actually quite a hell of a lot uh, before you came to albacross So you've worked as, like, an event manager... You've been a member of the board at a company. You've been a digital marketing consultant. You've worked in marketing operations. You've also done a stint in hospitality. Uh, You've been a BD. You're a member for the T-Shaped Sales community, You're also a member of the great group, which is the SDR Nation. Uh, And obviously, you've had like your experience working at Albacross for the last 11 months as an SDR. You've been an RDR, you've been a senior RDR, and now you're a team lead uh, for revenue development. And I was just like, dude, we need to get this guy on the show ASAP. Um, So, but also, Jan, like when you came into the call on our intro a few weeks back, you were also the first guest to bring a visual slide detailing your career. And I was like, it just keeps getting better. And for the watchers out there uh, for this show, Jan, you've actually got that slide as well. Uh, So by all means, please share your screen uh, and let's show the watchers.
1: Yeah, uh, of course, I I love to do that. Um, I will quickly see a mirror, but then I will switch. Let me know if you can see this. Yeah, we can can see your screen. So yeah, please walk us through your journey, dude. Yeah, no, but first, Neil, thank you so much. Like, uh, I'm German. I'm not used to uh, getting so many compliments in this short time, not even on my birthday or Christmas. Uh, So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, like, uh, yeah, Um, I think it comes all down to that. I believe in purpose. (laughs) Simon Sinning, start with why, is my Bible. Um, And, you know, that's why we at AlbaCross and I, my team or our team believes that, you know, we, we do certain things for a certain reason and the sooner and better we understand these purposes that shaped mm. our lives, maybe in a good or negative way, the better we can align and have success together. So that's, that's what I did did for Neil. So basically I'm, I, I'm, I'm born in Southern Germany. Um, I, uh, Born on the 6th of June, 1996, and I'm born into a family. I'm the largest one, so this icon here, that's me. I have a small dog, little brother, little sister. And it basically went up really well. Um, I had a lot of friends, uh, but at some point, I had to move um, to from the southern part to the northern part of Germany, which was quite tough, so you see like a small dip here. Because my father had to move for works and you know, when you're six years old, you don't see your parents. It's like really, really hard. So we decided to move on Um, and yeah, move, move cities. And there I basically had no friends. So I had to start from zero, um, which sort of taught me how important it is to have good friends and also how important it is to, to stick to your family and like help each other out. And at the same time, I started to play field hockey. I know in the UK and the US, it's very um, dominant for for, for ladies sports. But in Germany, it's quite big. It's actually the most successful Olympic um, uh, sports. There is team sports. And so I started to play um, on the side. So I was never, like at that stage, a good student by by any means. I was like mediocre. Mm. In Germany, you have one one to six. I was classic three. Um, yeah. But I had to learn how to learn in order to play hockey because I was really enjoying it and had fun. So it started to become very structured and very like, um, determined in the way I, I had to be to be able to train out with my friends in the pitch. And it went up. I had some injuries, but it's actually quite steep trajectory. I played for a smaller club, then a regional club. Then I made it to the, the regional team with all the best players in the regional team and at some point also on the under 16 national level, so which was brilliant because um I love to compete, I love to be surround myself with the best because I never want to be the smartest one in the room because then Mm. you don't develop, right? Yeah. And so it looked very well and my my dream was to like win a championship sometimes with my little brother. You can see him here. (laughs) But on my 18th birthday, it was actually the 6th June twenty fourteen, I wake up in the hospital and the doctor tells me in the morning, hey, Jan, your career's over uh, because you have oh, an no. injury that won't make it possible to compete on an indeed level again. And that was super tough, you know, 18th birthday in um, in in Europe. It's 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 it's, it's the day you, you celebrate. you Become, you become a man. like Yeah, it's, it's like, like you're 18th, you, right. you become an adult,
0: and then you're hit with this news in the doctor, right?
1: Exactly. And you're like, shit, like, I hit the rock bottom, as you, as you would say. Yeah. Then I decided, hey, actually, now I can do a lot of things that I couldn't do, do before. Like, I had my first, like, cough, drinking coffee with some friends. I never did this before, <laughs> you know. I <laughs> actually decided to, to move to Sweden to, to get out of this community because all my friends, they played hockey. My little brother still is playing hockey, very successful. But I had to find my own path. So mm. I uh, studied in, um, in an international business school, um, first, I was an au pair, actually. I was a nanny, uh, learned the language Swedish, uh, took care of small kids, learned how to yeah, wow. uh, read uh, f- night tales, fairy tales to, to kids that they fall asleep, you know, <laughs> learned hmm. very practical things. Um, and also, um, yeah, actually applied on my phone uh, in the underground uh, to a university because I was like, hey, um, why don't I stay in this country? And I... Failed my first exam, so you see another dip because I wrote mm. five words too much. Uh, but actually, I I could apply a lot of the things that I learned, my passion, my being structured, my ambition, to become two times honored graduate um, in in both my masters and my bachelors. And then I always thought, and this is a question I think that I heard from a lot of people, is so that they didn't want to end up in sales. So I mm. I actually thought I would become a consultant. Like that's um that's what you do when you have an MBA, that's what you when you do strategy. So yeah. I wanted to do the same. But I came around this little thing called COVID. Yep. And I, this little thing <laughs> right so so they actually called me and said like hey Jan, how are you doing? I was mm-hmm. like Oh, I think I know how I will be feeling after that call. <laughs> and I don't think it will be fun. <laughs> so so I lost my job there, um, which was, oh. you know, in May, you know, actually a year ago. Um, yeah. But it was, and again, a challenge, you know, from the things I learned there. Um, I had a lot of friends in saAS i also um, applied for salesforce didn't want to move to dublin yet because of the yeah. pandemic i'm a family person you can see here yeah, so yeah. i actually applied as an intern to albacross and that was a quite step down you know like small salary uh, you know no um, like n- not 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 flashy you know i got a i got a i got an old computer i got like small things and then it was just here's a headphone and go <laughs> uh, sort of and started to work my way up pretty quickly actually to to junior to senior and right now it's the 28th of may 2021 where i am working as as a team lead together with a team that truly believes that yeah winning us one is the only way to go um, at albacross so yeah that's a bit more about me
0: (laughs) wow dudes and dude that's like again like And the reason why that i 'm giving those claps is again, Jan, like you really stood out to me like your like journey is really impressive, so like the, the reason for those claps are is like firstly visualizing your story, like uh, going through all those adversities and you know like going through dips as well um, and obviously presenting your story and it 's something like you said that you do at your company, and this is like why you believe like sharing this journey like going for that win. That's frigging inspiring. That's just the best way that I can put it. But I think it's also interesting to see that, you know, a lot of the guests that we've come on to the show, we typically talk about, you know, what is their sales journey? Like what's happened like from the moment of studying and thereafter, but you've kind of like started it right from the beginning as to like prominent dates in your life that you remember those dates. And I think it's very important to remember like where you've come from, you know? Um, And again, right now, like, even though we're not sharing that screen, I can still see those images um, and I can remember those key points like with the hockey thing like not working out waking up at hospital at 18 and on your 18th birthday saying okay you're not going to be able to do this anymore and then hitting those dips of okay you know what I'm going to go studying but then there's this pandemic I'm going to move to another country I'm going to be like an au pair looking after kids um, and then obviously like okay I'm not going to go for Salesforce like you said because of the pandemic but then you're going to go to a different startup where to your point of view in mind it was a bit of a dip because it wasn't that you know exclusive big cloud company that perhaps maybe some of your friends are working at but you get given this old laptop but you've had a trajectory which is like popped off in the last, in the 11 months like in a year you've done a lot and like you're helping now lead a team like yeah wow yeah, but I, that,
1: uh, yeah no sorry, like, go ahead. I think that's the major thing and we do this in the entire team um and i and I got it actually funny. I got it from applying at the management consultancy. That was an exercise there I learned there, so I just mm. in the team because um we all run after certain things we all run after our quotas we are run after the budget we run after new recruiters, we run after the new deals. but if you're able to zoom out and sort of get perspective and I think at the at the end we'll probably speak about that mm. you're you're able to take pauses and actually appreciate the moment a lot, uh, which which some people have, have difficulties with. And yeah. um, at the end, you know, it's not about the thing that's maybe inspiring to people is that this yarn dude has this lifeline. This inspiring thing is that everyone has this lifeline. No one has a straight line.
0: Yeah.
1: And if everybody would just go back and breathe and have this perspective and they... I think we would make a lot of different decisions, uh, and yeah, that's that's maybe maybe the thing that inspires people because every, like it's not about me; it's everyone has this lifeline. I speak to all of them; they all go up and down. But if you're able to think about that, then then it gives a different power and thankfulness. Dude, I've like I don't know for the
0: watchers, but I've just got like my hairs are raising up on my arm just hearing that. And I, I, I agree with you, like, the whole zooming out aspect. Like, I remember, like, throughout my sales career, I was going through a lot of personal stuff in, in, in the background. And I do have a slide where I have a straight-line trajectory to show, like, all the cool things and companies I've done. And it was this week where I was thinking, do you know what, I need to edit that. <clears throat> and it was based off, like, seeing your slide with the dips and the peaks and the troughs. Um, because, yeah, stuff can happen in life in parallel to my professional life. But that's what makes us an all-rounded individual. And throughout my sales career, I was taught by my mentor of the whole aspect of zooming out and looking at the bigger picture. And it's something I've spoken about on one of the episodes recently. But um, sometimes we can get so zoomed in on our current situation of, you know, things aren't working or, you know, this is really a a tough spot that I'm going through right now. And I'm really worried about what the future is going to be. But having the ability to like zoom out and think, well, actually, do you know what? I've I've got still got a job. I'm still able to wake up in the morning. I'm still able to connect with people, collaborate with people. I'm still being able to go out with my friends and you know have those first time coffees um, and still be part of my family and not just be all work, work, work. By zooming out, you can actually see. Well, you can see how far you've come, and I think your slide is testament to that. <clears throat> that do you know what? Yeah shit may be tough and things may not always work out, but there is always, things will pass, you know? And I was saying this to a friend yesterday on social media, like uh, they lost a family member and I noted on social oh. media they'd gone a bit quiet and I just reached out and saying, are, are you okay, mate? Uh, and they replied saying, no, do you know what? I'm just going through a bit of a tough time. And I just said, look, I can't imagine what you're going through and I probably can't help. But if you want to have a chat uh, or just give me a ring and I just gave my phone number and said, so just call me 24 hours a day whenever you want. Nice. Um, and they just said, thank you, that, that's really lifted my day. And then later on, I actually saw that, you know, they posted up a picture of that person that passed away. And I was like, dang, man, Like that, that must be tough. Um, but I also went back to that person and just say, remember, tough times are temporary. Things only last for a couple of moments, could be a couple of weeks, could be a month, could be a year, whatever it is, but eventually will pass. And that's equally with the happy times. And it's kind of like life is that roller coaster, just again, testament to your slides. It's an up and down with peaks and troughs. Um, so it's really good and refreshing to see that you take that perspective. Um yeah. and yeah, I need to update my slide yan because after seeing that, I was like, Do you know what, I need to put some other things in there yeah.
1: as well. Yeah, no, and 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 like that's 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 the thing. And like my my company can't get can. Gets probably retired out of me me telling that, but um, because they hear it every day. <laughs> mm. um, but um, that that is what makes an interesting story. It has uh, like uh, the, the old Greek story, right? It has peaks and lows and pull lows and peaks, right? This is how mm. how you create pathos, <laughs> you know. And if you can create this with with your story, better, man, you know, hundred percent.
0: And I think you know, like like keep to, like keep telling that story. Like the whole point of this show. Um, I, like before we went into this recording session today, I met a lovely lady called Charlotte, um, and we were like having the intro, like to see if she wanted to be a guest on this podcast. And she said, I asked her the, the Panatma question, like, would you like to be a guest on this show? And she said, yes. But I think she said, what's really cool with this podcast is you're more about the person as the SDR and kind of where they come from and their life journey into this role, versus just talking about prospecting, talking about you know, what they do in the SaaS company. And I said, yeah, we, we have a balance of both, but yeah. people buy from people. People are interested in people's stories, and it's stories that sell in sales. You know, it's not just about the products, benefits, and features. It's like, what's the story behind that? And like thinking back in my head with a lot of SaaS companies that I've joined, I'm always asking for that meeting with the C-level person or the founder to say, what's your story? Like how did this come about to this great SaaS company that you've built, and that's what I'm more interested in. And I think that's why we've had really good successes with this show because we're just focusing on the people versus you know just the processes and stuff they're doing. So again, great to meet uh, an advocate of that. And please don't stop sharing your story. That's why we've got you on here today to share your story, dude. So yeah, that is, is, oh, it's. A match I, match I would collapse back now, but I don't find the button. <laughs> <Push>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but like obviously, like uh, coming into this role at albacross, um and like I said, before we start recording, you're somebody who's in my feed on LinkedIn quite uh, prominent and prevalent. Like there's a lot of posts, and there's a lot of advice and stuff coming out from yourself. Um, and you're saying, like on the show, like before you posted stuff, like it's just stuff that you're doing. So, like what kind of things have you been learning? In the world of sales development, whilst being at Albuquerque? what key things have like come across your radar in the last eleven months?
1: Uh, so much like um like it it's really it has been a journey from you know becoming an individual contributor towards shifting you know towards taking more responsibility and then also giving it back and people, people start to, like you have to, you have to care about the people. Like you, mm. you, you sort of detach yourself more and more from, from, from yourself and because in the beginning, right, it was like I have to hit my quota and I can get my head down. Like I can totally focus on my, myself. Like let's speak about my day, for example. I could just time block my day according to my priorities and then at the end of the day I can go home. But like moving now into this teammate role, you start to see that you actually have to elevate others. Right? It's all about elevating autonomy and, and leader-to-leader relationships within the other people. And, hmm. and that takes a lot of time because I'm still an individual contributor. I'm still in the, in the, in the ditches and have to hit my quota. Um, but I also have to uh, elev- elevate the others daily. Um, and that is sort of the, the major thing that I'm, you know, struggling with day in, day out. You know, my calendar looks, looks, you know, it's color coded and all that, but, you know, in real life things happen. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a big learning. Um, and then there are so many more on how to, you know, how to find the right fit in people, uh, like you, how, how to recruit, you know, what really mm-hmm. matters. Um, how to go through rejection? You know, this is this is a big thing everybody speaks about. I remember the first time I got rejected, I I I, I nearly cried. You know, I did, wasn't used oh. to that. You know, I was like because people right now in the pandemic they can get. I have experienced two things like super polarized. They mm. really dislike you and will tell you very clearly. <laughs> yeah. yep. Or they will say, "I love you. I want to hire you." <laughs> mm. Um, but sometimes, you know, you appreciate just being someone, let's let's take a meeting or let's don't take a meeting. But this hasn't happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's really a roller coaster. Um, mm. And I like to explain it a little bit. You are like a climber. I'm trying to get more into climbing. You want mm. to climb up a wall. But actually, you're falling down and you, you're holding your hands and you want to find creaks and cracks in the in the floor and you to, onto, to yeah. climb up, but you're actually falling. And and this this is how it sometimes feels. But then you have to remember, hey, I'm still falling. That's great. You know, I will, you know, get up at one point. I just need to, you know, keep on keep on fighting and then then things will turn out. Very philosophical answer because it's so much I learned, but I hope it makes sense to to you.
0: Yeah, no, definitely dude. And I think there's some definitely interesting points in there. Um So like you said, so initially like being an individual contributor, so like you're helping build a pipeline, you have to hit quota, help generate meetings and, you know, speak to people. Um, And then like taking that transition into a team lead position. So this is something that uh, I'm currently seeing right now. So I've recently taken on a new SDR manager position. I'm currently like looking at my team and stuff like that. And I can see with some of the SDRs that they've been in this position for quite a while since before me coming into this role. Um, and I'm always asking that, you know, that question as to like, all right, you've been in this business for a bit, like where, what, what kind of departments like tick your box and where do you see yourself going? So for some people, it might be customer success. Some people, it might be the closers and account executives. Some people actually really like content and copy so they can actually see a life in marketing. And I said, OK, cool. That's that sounds fine. And I always ask them, OK, what is that path to like getting there? And initially, they're like, I, I don't know. You know, that's kind of like why I'm looking at you, Neil. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's fine. Um, and sometimes I do make the suggestion of maybe taking on a team lead position. And the reason why you see team lead, to your point, is not only are you an individual contributor, but you're there to help motivate your team and help the team win as well and take that initiative. Um and also, like I've, I've been in that role as well as before becoming a manager, I was a team lead. So I had my target, I had to help other people hit their target, I had to help motivate them. And it actually, looking back at it, it was actually helping me become a manager. But not only a manager, but qualities that I needed to learn before I went into another team. Because again, I can't just be an individual contributor when I go into that new department. I have to be a team player. So it doesn't just help with management, but it also helps from that team aspect. So my question to you is for any listeners out there that are thinking, okay, they've been offered that team lead opportunity, what would you say to them, Jan?
1: I would say Um if you if you want to take the next step and you know I, I would say like it depends on what they would like to do and what they Um, care about because I totally get the role like I don't care about my team I just want to close you know then I I would not recommend it to to maybe not become a team lead directly maybe you first do the closing path and then you can decide to go into management because I totally Mm. get that that you are if you don't find satisfaction in seeing others hit their quota and you only care about your commission, then don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Like you will only find it annoying. You 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 will waste your time. You will be unhappy. You know, don't do it. Yeah. But if you get success, satisfaction, and fulfillment, and purpose by seeing others thrive, man, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's your challenge. And um, this is one of the one of the proudest things like during the a couple of last months like everyone on the team has that quota month over month now and not not like we all reached the team quota but every individual contributor mm. and that's boom you know like i could help dale you know hitting his goal i can help joseph hitting his goal mm. and, and that's that's fantastic and I, I if you like that feeling if you feel co- uh, like cool with that then run run so yeah, um totally
0: agree with you because in terms of like experience of seeing this, it depends on what motivates you. So throughout my career, I've seen, I've been asked a question like, Neil, what motivates you? Uh, and for me, I always used to say, well, money doesn't really motivate me. Like it really, it doesn't. What motivates me is winning and seeing other people winning and helping them get to that win. Um, and then with other like colleagues or peers that I've worked with, they are money motivated, you know, they want to hit that, like that target they want to make good commission they want to buy nice things they want to travel and like have the lifestyle they want um so yeah there are different ways and yeah to your point like if you do enjoy motivating another's win then perhaps you could take on that management or team role but if you want to be that i wouldn't say so much of a lone wolf but you know you want to hit your goals and it's about what you want to get and you know if a team thing isn't for you, then yeah, go for that closing role if that's where you're good at. You know, focus and do what you love, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I, I, the other piece was like your mountain analogy. I, I love that as well. So I think when I was a, a young SDR, like I always wanted to get to the top of things, right? Like I wanted to be top SDR. I wanted to be like top performer. I wanted to have a top team. I wanted to achieve certain things in my life. And I always had this thing of like, you know, having to get to that top of the mountain. And I loved your energy. Like you may find nooks and crannies and cracks and where you're trying to like hook into. And yeah, you may fall down and have that dip. And then you'll, you know, have to dust yourself off and keep climbing. But what I've come to the also the understanding, Jan, is if I get to the top of the mountain. And then I'm looking back. I'm always continuously looking down and that could be down on achievements. That could be down on team members. I actually realise I don't want to be at the top of the mountain. I think where I want to be is on the other side of the mountain at the halfway point. That's where I want to be because I want to climb. I want to get that achievement, but then I want to be able to climb back down to that halfway point and think, (sighs) looking back at that top, that was really cool. I want to get down to the other mountain safely. And I want to get down to the valley, and then I want to go up to the next mountain. It's that constantly, like climbing over. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I like it. Um, actually, like the the analogy specifically is from, from a mentor of mine. So I don't want to take too much credit for it, but it's a great great story. Um, but um, I see that the mountain is ever growing. <laughs> I don't think you can reach the top. Mm. You know, I I like that. You know, it's just just the next mountain, and every every day starts. Started zero, you know, in in hockey and in, in elite sports, you know, you won a game, cool. Go ahead, you hit quota, you did your job, man. Like,
0: mm.
1: like that's what you get. You get paid for, right? So next game, new challenge and new combat, and and you go out there, and and every day starts from zero. And a lot of people get scared by that. It's scary. Yeah. I'm super scared as well. But face it, you know, like take take the energy you had coming into take that self-confidence it's not hard you know i don't want to sound it it's like easy for me it's not it's a struggle every day <laughs> mm. you know but take that energy and then 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 go you know like you can do it i love it i love it
0: and yeah you're right um it, it is always like yeah you get to that top okay so you've made it to the top of the mountain now what you're gonna to have to climb back down, and then you're gonna to have to go face another man. And I really love that analogy of like putting it back to your target and like having to hit zero, because I, I've seen a lot as a manager where like SDRs like pushing towards that quarter, like they're all trying to get the wins in, they're trying to get the deals in, they're trying to hit their targets, and I'm always like, just remember, like once we come to the end of this quarter, it all goes back to zero again. And we've got to climb that other mountain. So I think for the listeners and watchers out there, that's something to bear in mind. Like it's not always just trying to be like getting to the top. It's getting to the top, surviving and being able to climb down safely and learning from those experiences of that mountain climb to get ready for the next mountain. And that's how the best mountaineers you know, climb those mountains. I think uh, uh, Wim Sweats is somebody that I met a couple of years ago, like a top mountaineer. Wow. And uh, that's kind of like where I learned that story, where he said, "No, I don't really care about getting to the top of like Everest or these places. It's about being able to get down safely yeah. so that I'm able to climb the next mountain. So I love that. I so. Um, so also another topic is like um, you're somebody that I see posts like content on LinkedIn, um, and like you're sharing your thoughts and your ideas. And a lot of SDRs ask the question as to like, I want to be more active on LinkedIn. Um, I don't know what to post and I'm worried what other people may think or say. And to be like, to to credit to you, Jan, I don't don't see those fears or stuff like that. But for somebody that posts content on LinkedIn, what sort of stuff do you post and what stuff do you talk about and what's like, you know, inspired you to start doing that
1: more? Yeah, so um, I think there are two things that, or first of all, um, I, I'm, I'm quite happy that I am like, I, I moved to a new culture. So I like in, in, in Germany, in Europe, it's very conservative, like people are afraid to to share stuff on there, on hmm. that. So I I sort of learned for myself, like people can, can, they have a free choice, you know, like you can put the things out there. And I, or in, in, in the team, we believe in the spirit Ubuntu, so the better the better I am, the better you are because I cannot be threatened by you because you're good. And the better I am, the better you get. thing. So, and mm. um, so I just thought I want to put out content that shows two things. It shows experience and expertise. So things that have been working for me and are from real life situations and I'm mm. going to share them. Like, I have I, I these are all like real life situations where I had a question and I tried to solve this and I could overcome that in booking the meeting, getting the next step, blah, 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 blah. And that's that's what I try to share. And I think that's the content that the people like to read, or at least I personally like to read. Um, and yeah, uh, I try to yeah share, share my my successes or the things that work for me, at least uh, two or three times a week. And I even made a post about that you should not always take everything for granted what's out there because you always have to ask, yourself, okay, what's the ICP? When was the time implemented? Would that mm. work for me? So this critical thinking I got from my university, like mm. degrees, like you get something, you have to challenge it. Mm. Does, it make, does it make sense to you and make your own opinion? And then is the key where most people have difficulties, apply it. Yeah, you have to be able to apply it, and then and you get out there. Long story short, real life conversations shared with success in a way, and then take it from there. Hundred percent, dude. And I think it's, it's like I love that
0: whole thing of taking real life situations and then posting it publicly on LinkedIn. I think a lot of the people want to like impress and like have this social media presence as to you know like I'm top dog and I'm doing this X Y Z. To be totally brash, couldn't give a shit about that sort of stuff, because again, it's kind of like, a. I know we keep coming to these mountain analogies, but to think of like an iceberg, right? We can always see the top 10% of that iceberg and we can see it at the surface level, but we can't see the shit that's underneath the water and the iceberg could go miles down in. Um, so I think when I used to share content on LinkedIn I just used to share like hey I found this new cool feature or hey I've been struggling to do this this is something I've tried and this has kind of been the outcome from it but it took a hell of a lot of time to get there and I'm interested to know like what other people are doing or what are your thoughts on this and can anybody else help on that And I just kept doing that regularly, regularly. And I think there's that imposter syndrome that kicks in like, is this shit, you know, useful to people? Or people are going to look at me like, is he really a sales trainer? Is he really a sales? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just being honest. You know, like this is real life stuff. And something else that I saw on LinkedIn, which kind of got my goat we keep coming back to mountains mountain goat i don't know uh, got my goat a little bit is somebody like uh, a lot of perhaps more senior people on linkedin are just like hey like linkedin's becoming a bit like facebook and people are sharing all, all this personal stuff and stuff that's going through their life like uh, is linkedin becoming like another facebook <clears throat> and i looked at, and i was thinking about this last night when i was having dinner and i was like it is and i said the reason for that is is during the pandemic well prior to the pandemic A lot of people would be business profesh on LinkedIn. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But we were put into this situation where we were spending most of our waking life at home, not in an office, um, and people were just looking to connect to other people and thinking, are we in the same situation so how did I go to my fake commute this morning? How am I connecting with people that are working from home and, you know, not accepting certain calls? Or, you know, I don't know how to prospect now because we're in the pandemic and how are we are going to connect in? And then off the back of that, what started rolling was creative stuff. So people were down. So people would put funny videos like people like Tom Boston, like Sales Loft, you know? Yeah. Putting out these cool videos and then it inspires other people to say, Oh, actually, I can share a picture of my family, or I did this working with home, but with my kids as well, or my pet dog. And it was because there was this paradigm shift of do you know what? We can share what's happening in our real life with a bit of business context. And is it becoming like Facebook a bit? I wouldn't say it's becoming like Facebook. It's just it's becoming more people orientated. And that's the whole purpose of LinkedIn, right? To connect with people. Not People don't really give a damn about your company, your solutions, stuff like that. People yeah. don't want to be sold to on LinkedIn. Yeah. They want to know the stories and what people are doing. So that's kind of like what caught my attention when I started seeing your posts. Because I'm like, yeah, you keep it real. It's insightful, it's interesting, and just please keep posting because I love your posts as well, Jan. Thanks. Um, but yeah, this, this has been a, a, a great show. And uh, again, my, I promise to the listeners and watchers out there, this is my last mountain analogy. <laughs> uh, but, Jan, if you were, you know, you've made it to the other side of the mountain and you've looked back and you could see a couple of mountains that you've overcome and like climbed. But you can see a younger Yan from a couple of years ago who's about to start his first mountain. What would your three bits of advice be to that person?
1: Yeah, and that's that's a great question. Um, first one is like be an entrepreneur in your market, right? Because people look for a playbook they can use and apply, and then they're going to be successful. Long story short, there is no playbook to be successful, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If if like, that's why they are so tempting because you think you do this and then you're going to convert all of these companies. So be protectful with, with your time and be critical about the things you read and then craft something out of it by yourself and test it. Right? So... I remember when I started to post on, on LinkedIn, I said, like, I, I, I had this crazy success. I booked this great company within three days, and I got the entire marketing team on this in three hmm. days through a cold email. I need to share this. Like, I haven't seen this before. My friends were going to the pub and having some beers, and were laughing at me. It's like, hey, you want this? Yeah, write this later. I was like, no, man. I'm just going to try it, you know, and got, like, 50 comments, and blah, blah. I was like, oh, man. Cool. People, people mm. haven't heard about this before. So be, be entrepreneurial. You know, challenge challenge the status quo and try to, to, to find the best way for you and don't let anybody tell you that's, that's crazy, you shouldn't share this. You know, try it out, see what, what works for you. Mm. But this comes like being thoughtful with your time, having this like fanatical prospect, like CEO mindset, right? Like yeah. you own your own business. Because in the end goal, that's what you get just on. So that's, that's the first one. Love it. The second one is perspective, right? From, from the graph, you see that everyone has these ups and downs, and everyone has these highs and lows, and everybody comes from a certain standpoint. So in our team, we all have these lifelines. So yeah. I know yeah. that Iris comes from X, Y, and Z and has, this, has climbed these four mountains. So I can remind her to zoom out. It's like, hey, Listen. Isn't it nice that I know that you are maybe behind your target? I know you're stressed. I know you didn't make a mistake, but hey, I can remind them of their perspective. And I can mm. remind myself of their perspective. So this is like key to me. Like I remind myself, everyone like I'm I speak to friends, they don't have a job. They they uh, they are struggling, they are almost like, Hey man, I have I have this stress, I have this high quarter to hit, but they believe in me, like I have mm. work, you know, so I do this every day, every morning. I have two songs that I listen to and then you go on today and you're actually thankful for the opportunities and the pressure you get. get. Um, which is my second advice. And my last advice is I truly believe <laughs> that all the problems we are facing have been solved before. Mm. Right. So you just have to go out there and ask the right people and surround yourself with the people that have gone through these paths, right? So, so, like, I need to know how to build X. I speak to Matt at Chili Piper and ask him if he can help me with that. I have to find out how to get direct dials in in the US. I speak to someone who has done that. I, I make myself vulnerable and surround myself with people that, that have done that before. And Sherma said, like, listen, you need to, like, I, I'm obsessed by your content. I make it about you. And I I I believe that you solved this problem before. Would it be a terrible idea that you show me your way? Um, and this has been working for you. I, I speak at least to three to four, like, lunch and learns a week with other BDR teammates. It's like, hey, Cornelius, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Hey, Dario, what's up? You know, like, I have this crazy one-on-one. What should I do with that? Because we're all in the same boat, in some degree. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, so that's the three things. So, be in, be entrepreneurial, and perspective, and like, these problems have been solved before. You just have to write out right people.
0: <laughs> My man, I love those golden nuggets, dude. That that that's yeah. That's. Uh, uh, do you know what that that last one really stuck with me? Like. The problems that we have now have already been solved. I've never heard that and that's super freaking cool. You're right. Yeah, like if I'm struggling, you know, to find a a way to create cadences or if I've got problematic members within my team or I'm finding it difficult to motivate the team there are definitely people that I know or LinkedIn in my network that have done this and you're right I go to them I WhatsApp them I like arrange Zooms with them and say hey my my, my best friend Rob Rob the Sheldon who's like another SDR manager like we did like an SDR team together last year and we were constantly calling each other outside of work hours like not well sometimes bitching sometimes venting moaning and then we've gone off our separate ways and he's now he was an SDR manager like before I took on this role where I am now Uh, and he was calling me he said Neil I'm trying to do this or the team neil what would you recommend and i was like dude we did this stuff together at like intro like don't you remember he's like no i can't remember i'm like all right cool and then now i started this job and i reached out to rob the other week and i said rob i've just started an sdr manager i'm a bit scared about this i haven't done it for 12 months can we catch up like, yeah man let's do this let's do this so i love it. yeah you're right like the problems that we're trying to solve have already been solved i love that i absolutely love that yeah um but also, like, it sounds like you've had a lot of inspiration. You've had a lot of chats with good people and stuff like that. So, are there any shout outs that you'd like to give out today on the
1: show? Like, whew, that's like, um, a difficult one. But, like, uh, first of all, my, my, our team, um, like Iris, Ana Maria, Dale, Joe, and John, like they, they all hit, hit quota month over month in, in Outbound um, since, since we started to work together, the team. They deserve it. I have a great, uh, manager I'm Becca. I have a manager, on becker. I have a great company with a fantastic product, and um, yeah, I'm thankful for, for yeah, the the things that I have, and um, every, every day is precious. So um, yeah, thankful for a lot of things, but these are people top of mind uh, in in my professional life. <laughs>
0: Love it. Thank you so much. A salute to all the team out there. And Jan, you're, you sound like a man that practices gratitude on a daily basis and I, I love that quality in you, dude. So thank you for being such a great guest and coming on the show. Um, so I hope to have you back on in the future and I'm going to be watching you intently and watching your LinkedIn posts. Uh, and yeah, like if you ever want to hit me up and ask my two cents on something or if I can come to you uh, and ask for advice, I'd love to do that as well. Uh, but for the listeners and watchers, thank you so much for joining us today on the SDR Disco called podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel if you want to watch the video version of this or give us a thumbs up or rating on your local podcast provider we'd appreciate that as well Uh, and we're also always on the lookout for guests so get in touch with the team but jan have a great week and most importantly happy selling my man
1: likewise man thank you so much
0: Disco call one word at Bcast, which is B-C-A-S-T dot email, and you'll be added to our mailing list. We're also on the lookout for new guests. So if you work in the world of sales development as an SDR, BDR, MDR, or ADR and feel that you have an important message or story to share, feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io and we'd love to have you on board.